1: there and welcome to today's show which is all about are you getting the help that you need and also are you giving the help that other people need I think it's really quite opposite that today I was supposed to have the guest of Thomas Power who at the last minutes had to drop out and so I have employed the help of a good friend Jill tiny she's been on the show before and I know that she is someone who Helps many many people through her work and just by being her. And so the whole theme of today is about help. I'm going to spend the first part of of today's show talking about how is it that so many people love to give help, but actually struggle to ask for help um, because they don't believe they deserve it, or because they are worried that they might get rejected, or for whatever reason. And I know this from personal example. I love to help other people. In fact, it's it's who I am, it's what I do. And it wasn't until I was on a course um, a few years ago and I was working with a partner, we were talking about giving and receiving help, being open to receiving, and being ready to give help without being asked and without any any thought really of it being um, reciprocated. You know, help when it's given without um, any sort of um, expectation um, I call you know the help I'll do this for you if you do this for me that's bartering really but giving it unconditionally is quite a different thing and it's my belief that the person who gives gets just as much as the person who's receiving it's different but they're getting very much something from that and we were talking about help and I, I admitted to him that I found it very difficult to ask for help. Now, bearing in mind at that time, I was more or less wheelchair bound. And so there were times when I would struggle big time rather than ask for help because I didn't want to disturb people. I didn't want people to think that I was weak. I didn't want to feel rejected. And so I would say nothing. And there are many, many people who will struggle rather than simply ask for help. Or if they ask for help and people say, I'm really sorry, I can't help at the moment, that they then get this emotional um, tide of, it's because they don't like me, they don't love me, I'm not enough, they're rejecting me. And we had this very detailed discussion. And what struck me is he said to me, Do you like giving help? It's something that you get a great deal of pleasure. But you deny other people that pleasure. You deny people the opportunity to help you. And in doing so, I think that's really selfish. And it really stopped me in my tracks. And I want to make a a differentiation between those who are victims and it's poor me, I can't do anything for myself. We're not talking about that sort of help but actually I need some help in order to be able to be independent. Strange concept really, but with a little bit of help when you're in a wheelchair, you can be pretty independent, but there are things you can't reach or you can't open. And so the course finished, and it was in America, and those of you that know, I'm in the UK, but I had allowed an extra couple of days to go and do some Christmas shopping, it was December. And in those days, um it was uh, the prices in america were very much cheaper for clothes and things than they are in the uk i'm not sure if that's the case now because with the pandemic it's a long time since i've been to america and so off i toggled it was a lovely day we were in san, uh, san uh, antonio uh no San, uh, not from san francisco we were down further on uh one of the sands anyway it's not important um and off i went there was a mile-long drive from the hotel down to the main road, and then from the main road to the precinct where all the shops were. And off I went, and I bought lots of Christmas presents. And I was on my way back, and halfway up the hill, the wheelchair died. I mean, died. There was not a bit of juice. So it's a hill going up. I'm on my own. My phone's not working. I can't get a signal. And I'm stuck. And I think, What am I gonna do? How am I gonna get back to the hotel? How will anybody know that I'm in trouble? And around the corner came a taxi and the taxi driver stopped and got out and it was pretty evident very quickly that he spoke very little English and I don't speak Spanish, but he could see the problem. So he parked the car and he started to push my wheelchair up the hill. Now it was a struggle because it was uphill and the wheelchair was heavy and there was me as well a few minutes later another taxi came up the hill um, with two guests and the taxi driver they stopped the two taxi drivers had a conversation the second taxi driver parked the car and all three men got out of the car and they started to push the first driver so they they tried pushing the chair by getting to the the handles but in the end what they did is that they pushed the other person and so you had four people pushing and then another car arrived and another and by the time I got to the top of the hill there were 17 people pushing each other to push the wheelchair and everybody was laughing and it was an incredible spectacle people had by this time started to see what was going on and had come out of the hotel to actually watch what was going on. Everybody thought it was very funny and after the first few minutes of the embarrassment of being pushed up the hill, so did I. It was a really, really big lesson for me that asking for help um, is not a weakness and that everybody who was pushing the wheelchair did it with full hearts and did it um, graciously because they actually wanted to help now this morning I was on a a webinar run by Steve Pike who works um, voluntarily with B1 G1 and as you know we are um, associated very closely with B1 G1 and my guests get an opportunity to uh, decide uh, which of the projects that they want genuinely you to um, to donate to it's another opportunity to be kind, and he's gonna come on the show in September. But kindness doesn't have to cost. Kindness, giving people help, can be something that enriches not only their lives, but yours. I'm reminded of the time when I was part of the Basket Brigade for Tony Robbins, but in the UK, where um, everything to make a Christmas dinner is put together and the names of people who are really in need are presented. And you just arrive, the beautifully done-up basket with everything for the Christmas dinner um, is there. You knock on the door and you say, I'm just giving you this for love. Don't want anything in return. That's just give, the, give it in the spirit of wanting to give something unconditionally. The responses from people were just amazing. And that was very much rewarding enough. So one of the things that I'd like you to consider is random acts of kindness. As you go through the day, small acts of kindness where you don't expect any return on it, that you just do it because you want to. And discover how that can fill you up. And we live in a world where kindness is so needed and so easy to offer when you are mindful about it. Now, we're going to have a break now. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about, are you getting the right sort of help? And where do you get it? How do you know that the help that you're getting is the right one? And how can you get involved in helping people in a very practical way in business through collaboration? So don't go away. I'll see you after the break.
0: You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. Become the Leader of Your Own Life Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving, Not Surviving. The five secret pathways to happiness, success, and fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at com Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there.
1: I'd like to introduce you to Jill Tiny. You may have heard her the first time she came on the show. But she's an amazing lady and one of the things that I love about her is the fact that she is so ready to help other people and that she does it in a way that is empowering rather than making people feel small and her purpose is all about empowerment and collaboration so let me read you her bio as a community catalyst Jill tiny created and looks after the collaboration global community Together, they're instrumental in creating collaborations that in some large or small part, can and do change our world. We connect, collaborate, and grow. This community works to build and develop strategies that help collaborations to succeed by providing a safe space for abundant thinking and practical solutions to bring a project to fruition. She's also an author, international speaker, business coach, wife and mother, and her mission in life is to teach the world to collaborate now I've been a member of, of collaboration global and its previous life as a collaboration and one of the things that strikes me about the whole organization is that it's an opportunity to challenge yourself in a very safe space that people are very supportive there is help on hand there's always somebody who knows Um, something about the thing that uh, that you need to know about and that people are very generous with their time and with their expertise so without more ado I'd like to introduce you to my great friend Jill tiny
0: Wow,
2: what a lovely introduction Gina that is that is fantastic and I'm still quietly giggling about 17 people pushing you up a hill yes um, <laughs> you know, the universe sends you lessons
1: and I obviously hadn't learned the lesson when the lessons <laughs> were subtle
0: And I think that's
1: one of the things that I, I recognize in myself that very often it's not the gentle nudge, but it's the kick up the bottom or the whack around the head before I recognize it. But I think John, who was my partner at that time, it was a very powerful conversation because I did realize through that conversation that allowing people to help us is important. And you know, For those many people who love to help but are frightened or resistant about asking for help, you know, appearing to be vulnerable, learn my lesson so you don't have to be pushed up the hill by 17 people and provide a complete (laughs) spectacle
0: for the hotel at large. But
2: the thing is, um, and I wrote it down as you were talking actually, should we be offering more help? because you probably didn't wave down all of those people to say excuse me could you um, hello could you come over here and they volunteered they came and they gave because they chose to because they wanted to and how it just fills your heart with joy to think of these wonderful people um and i was talking to a lady uh, sharon Bowles, over in i want to say montreal i know she's in canada and obviously a lot of snow in that country and she said it's part of the psyche of canadians if they see someone in trouble how can I help she said because when there's snow and there's a car that's a problem yep. or you know somebody's stuck in a ditch or you know they've got no food or whatever has happened because of the weather that is extreme you have to help your neighbor because your neighbor at some point will be helping you um and she actually sent me she, she told me this story and then literally about a day later she sent me a photo of look see it's happened again and there was somebody their car had gone into a snow drift and there were about 20 cars stopped to get this car out of the snow drift and it's like wow, you know, and somebody said the other day that in the UK, what he knows, and this was an American speaking, what he knows the UK for is how helpful they are. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. hadn't thought about that.
1: Don't you think, though, that's one of the great things that came out of the recent pandemic? Yes. Is that the, I think people reassessed values, and one of the things that I, that really struck me was how much more mindful people were about others. Mm. and in those small gestures you know I'm going to the shops do you need anything or I'm just phoning to see if you're okay I think lots of people think it has to be the grand gesture Mm. when it is in those small acts day by day that Mm. I think make a difference I mean you and I are both old enough to remember the film play it pay it forward
2: yes indeed Um, and
1: if you haven't watched that film if you it's not on your radar it is really well worth watching. It's a very sad film, I have a box of tissues at the end. Mm-hmm. But that that whole business of I don't expect a return on my kindness in this moment, but I hope that you will pay it forward to somebody else. And mm-hmm. that if I help you feel empowered, that you in turn will help someone else to feel empowered. And you know, I, I'm struck when I watch the news how if we if that was the news that was good and reported if we focused on kindness and how we can and do help one another if we recognized that for every scoundrel in the world there is a good person who is doing their best to live their life out and to to support their family and friends and community I think our quality of life would be very different
2: and do you know what it, that is the majority most people are like you and mm. I just want to help and the way we have been um, taught in this country is to look after number one um, you know even going down to the education system you know if a kid was to share their homework to go oh this is how you do it it's classified as cheating you know you've got to do it yourself you've got to look after yourself and it kind of stays with you. So asking for help—I mean, I'm number worlds well, well, worse for asking for help, and I'm still learning. And I know that people that come to our community at Collaboration Global, as you know, the first question is, "Well, how could I contribute? And how could I help? And what could I do?" As opposed to some business meetings you might go to, and the question is, "So what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of this? How how am I going to make this work? And how's it going to make me money?" It's I think. A, it, 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 and for me that's the fundamental
1: difference and why i belong to collaboration global and not to lots of networking groups <laughs> yeah because well it's a very different animal there is networking that naturally goes on networking is just a, a word for creating relationships isn't it yeah. Yeah, but yeah. i think the relationships become very different and i was trying to con- often thought about how do you how do you language how collaboration global is different and one of the things that struck me is that very often in networking groups um, it is very transactional Mm -hmm. you know if I refer somebody for you then I'll expect you to refer somebody for me Mm. Um, if I do this for you then and I give you a discount then I expect you to give me a discount and I can honestly say in, in in the meetings that have gone on in collaboration global I have never, ever come across that sort of transactional activity. Mm. But it is about getting to know people. And naturally, out of the conversation um, comes the opportunities to help and be helped, Um, not least of which the meeting is all about working on you and developing yourself. And that, I think, is a huge help. But I think I'd be really interested for our uh, viewers and our listeners to have your take on what
2: is collaboration and why is that so important? I I think it's multi-layered. As I say, going back to that whole question of um, asking for help, which we find so difficult, whether it's a British thing, I don't know. I think it's a universal thing. And I think we are taught that. And I think if we were able to... um, be freer around that then I think collaborations are going to be much much easier and uh, in collaboration global we talk about being collaboration as opposed to doing collaboration so it's the essence of what collaboration means for us so let let me just backtrack a little bit from um, a story I just want to tell you which illustrates for me why I find it personally so difficult to go oh could you would you mind is it okay so when my nan uh, was um young and she had a five-year-old and a three-year-old and a six-week-old baby her husband died uh, and then two weeks later world war ii broke out right um, so in order to survive she had to send two of her children away to be evacuated and she worked four jobs taking the baby with her working nights to clean offices and uh, taking in lodgers, and basically rolling her sleeves up getting on with it, sucking it up because there's a war on, and making sure that she looked after herself and her family. So that tough matriarch filtered into my mum, who was the eldest, um, and that was filtered into me. So it's like, what are you crying for? Come on, we've got got work to do, let's get on with it. So every area of my Mm -hmm. life was like, you can't complain, don't ask for help, you want something done, you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think there's this backlash from the war that, you know, for all the right reasons it was created, but it was like, look after number one because who else is going to look after you? Mm-hmm. So at Collaboration Global, we're trying to unpack that because ultimately, if you're going to collaborate, we have to trust each other. Mm-hmm. We have to come together and go, well, look, you're another human being. So we're connected and we're on this planet. And because we're on this planet, there are so many things we need to realise in order to help each other to look after humanity and to save humanity. And what you were saying earlier is about the horrible people that are out there. I think they are in the minority, tiny, Mm. tiny minority. And because it's blown up onto our screens, on social media, on news reports, on newspapers, we think that's what's out there. So we are scared of what's out there. So when you see a stranger in trouble, you go, oh, shall I help them? Oh, no, I've I've got other stuff to do. I'll I'll tell someone about Mm. it, but I won't go and offer help. Now, I don't know about you, Gina, because as you say, when you help someone, it makes you feel so good. So I've ended up, um, just examples, um, stopping, there's a car broken down on the roundabout, it was pouring down with rain. I I didn't know who was in there, but somebody was in there. So I, I parked my car, I went over to the roundabout, got soaking wet, and it was a gentleman of 83 in the car, didn't know what to do, his car wasn't working. So I managed to put him in my car so he was dry. I got... To push his car all on my own. Eventually, somebody stopped. Why did I stop the traffic? I don't know. But I pushed his car, got the AA there, got some help, made sure he was okay, and went on. Um, I felt pretty good about myself. I'd missed a meeting I was supposed to go to, but that was fine. You know, little things like that, and it is a little thing. But if everybody had that attitude of, hmm, there's somebody in a car and they're broken down on a roundabout, that's not right. There should have been ten people helping 20 50 how many people went around that roundabout and had to avoid him yes. to the roundabout it's this culture of i'm too busy i haven't got time um they might be somebody that maybe it's a trick maybe it's a scam mm-hmm. maybe the cameras are out some of this video in this all these kind of reasons are going on and that's why i like the kind of culture around collaboration global because if people come to me and say i'd like to join but i'm not really sure what i'd be able to contribute how could i help i'm like well that's the
1: you're That's in. the right sort of
2: person, yes. Exactly. And it's the yeah. ones that come and go, Oh well, you know, what am I going to get out of this? How long does it take to get my money back out of this? And I'm like, well, probably not the right time for you to, to get involved. Yes. So it's understanding how to ask for help. And I'm still learning. And another um, thing, I've just moved house recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so during that whole process, I got a little bit overwhelmed with everything going on. Um, and there was a session that I couldn't make for the members Um, and so somebody else said Jill can't do this session anybody else there were about ten people that immediately went yep yep and it was like taken out of my hands and I'm like oh I don't actually have to be in control of anything and this is what I've always wanted but I've always been scared to kind of ask excuse me can somebody else just do that that little bit and everyone was like desperate to help so I was not allowing them that joy because I've been so used to, because of my upbringing, and I know about it, I know it's there, but I still inst- instinctively go, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm OK. I can, or, um, I can do that, that's fine. I'll work till midnight, yeah. that's the problem. Um, but now I know that they want to help, and I've always known that, but I have to get over myself.
1: And I think that's
2: a really big lesson. I think getting
1: over yourself is really important. But I also I want to just flip the conversation, if I may in terms of let's put it into the business context that you know you are not an expert and you need help Mm. how do you know that the help that is being offered is the right help I mean Mm. I don't know about you but over the years I've spent thousands working with various gurus Mm. who say work with me and all you know you'll be doing this and this is the success you'll get. And I spend the money and I spend the time and I spend the energy and the effort and the results are poor. Yeah. And one of the things that I have recognized and I'd be interested in your take on this is there is so much white noise out there of do this and you'll be successful or do that or do the other. And when you actually look at it, people who are being most successful are those who are telling you that you will be successful if you buy their stuff and in some ways that's what we're all doing but Mm. they're not authentic and that the results that they get are uh, work for them that don't work for other people and i don't blame them what i recognize is i have to listen to my own intuition i have to really Think about does this resonate is this the right thing for me in this moment I need expert advice because I don't know but I also need to be mindful that because that says expert because it says Google because it says anything it doesn't make it true so what's your take on this how do you manage that
2: It is really hard, isn't it? Because you see these amazingly successful people and you just assume, if I do what they're doing, it's going to be great. And, you know, for some people it is. There's always going to be a percentage that do A, B, C because they're in a similar field, they've got a similar market, they're doing the hustle, Mm. uh, they're on the phone, they're making the phone calls. And sometimes I think what most of these courses are about are about accountability. Somebody saying, have you done that, have you done that, have you done that? Which means you're actually doing something as opposed to, I don't know what to do. I'm a bit lost. So you scatter gun and do a little bit of everything, which doesn't work. We need to focus down. So I think you have to be um, realistic with yourself, you know? So if I'm going to pay five, 10, 15 grand or whatever it is on this course, on this miracle cure, am I really going to knuckle down and focus and be realistic? am I going to come on. Is Jill, come on. Are you going to do it this time? so you have to kind of make that promise to yourself and do the work which obviously you have done in the past and i think how i do it it's not scientific gina but i follow my gut um and i watch the person and i stalk them to be honest for a little bit uh, and i see if they're walking the talk yeah so wherever they show up i'm like what are you doing now one time i went and i was on a course um and it was a huge rah-rah you know big fancy hotel in london and Um, We had to go to a certain side of the stage if you wanted to sign up for this thing. Um, And the person who was in charge, I'm not going to name names, but I was so impressed by this woman because um, there was somebody in the queue who was waiting and who was having a good old whinge about waiting. Well, it's my money and I'm going to spend it. and Why am I waiting? And What's this all about? So she was having a go at the people that were dishing out the notes and was a little bit confused and weren't sure what was going on. There was no patience whatsoever. And the woman that was running the whole thing came back and said, "Um, excuse me, are you being disrespectful to my team? And everyone went, Ooh. <laughs> Well, it's ridiculous. I've been waiting for uh, Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to sell to you. Do you mind leaving? I'm not having anyone be as disrespectful. And she just gave her this lecture. And she wasn't rude. She wasn't loud. She just was so in it that she was backing her team and the principle of you do not have to be like that in this space. And I'm like, oh, Who's already fine yeah exactly, exactly. so I had respect for her that she was doing that, and it wasn't a showy thing. it just happened by accident that this woman was being quite rude, but yes. um, the woman in charge wouldn't let her get away with it. So my instinct is like, well you can have my mummy I'll, I'll come on a course with you that and and I have done a couple of courses with her, and there is huge accountability mm, you' never you're never going to let her down because she's going to call you on it. Um, But also there are certain things you go through and you go, okay, do that, do that, do that, you're going to get that or a percentage of that. So uh, for me, going to an expert, I don't think there is an expert. I don't think there is a guru. I think there are specialists who are passionate about what they do, love what they do, so know an awful lot about what they do. And you might need a piece of that pie. You might need a piece of their knowledge and their experience. Um, But go with your gut and go with the person that you, if you can talk to them face to face, look you in the eye they're not just somebody at the end of a computer mm-hmm. you have a proper conversation with them and say well, how are you going to help me How how is it going to work for my situation and do you understand it have you worked with people in my situation before uh what can i expect and then you have to go away and go mm, what does my gut say mm. and if you've got a little fluttering in, inside and the fluttering is excitement and the fluttering and it wakes you up at night and you're thinking about it in the morning, the next morning and it's like why am i waiting you know it's like you want to get started then go with it but if you've got that little fluttering inside and like oh I, I just feel a bit oh, i'm not sure oh don't, don't go for it your gut is telling you your heart is telling you it's not the right time and it might not be that they're the wrong person it might just be it's not the right time for you it's in really time.
1: interesting <laughs> principle isn't it timing sorry to, mm. to cut across to you it's interesting because one of the things that i've learned and i think it's been I've always known it you know how these things that you've always known but but suddenly it comes to the forefront yeah uh, is that there? I've always talked about the difference between being busy and being productive and I think so many times that being on part of these big programs particularly around things like sales and marketing is there's a lot of busyness But what strikes me is that you, of course, you've got to take action and accountability is a really important uh, part of that. If you're being held accountable and supported in that accountability, that's really helpful. It's another thing that Collaboration Global offers you if you want it. But also, vibrationally, are you in alignment and are the people that you are uh, seeking help from Are they in alignment? So knowing your purpose, you know, what is it you want and why is that so important to you? And then is that person in alignment with me? Am I in alignment with me? Because if vibrationally there's something out, it's never going to work. I think for a lot of people this probably sounds a bit wiki-woo and, you know, very Alternative, but I think more and more people are recognizing that authenticity is so important That's and true. that understanding what is important for you and why, what is your purpose? You know, I talk about leaving a living legacy, don't wait till you die. You know, create a legacy that day by day yes. is making a positive difference, um, and then recognizing. That the person that you want to help. And I'm not talking about the, 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 the tiny acts of kindness. So I'm talking about the help, sustained help, somebody working with you as your guide, your coach, your mentor to help you move forward. And I think if you're looking for somebody to help you move forward, it's absolutely vital
2: mm-hmm. that you feel that they are in alignment with you. I'm just going to stop you for one second because I need to go and plug in my laptop. I unplugged it because we've got an electrical storm going on here, um, but it just said my battery is running low. So please carry on talking. I agree. I'm still listening. I'm going to be one second. No problem at all.
1: So I want to ask you a few questions, and I want you to think about your life and whether you are enjoying your life, whether you are happy and fulfilled, and think about. How often do you offer help to other people when it's not being asked for, that you notice and then provide that help for other people? How often do you recognise the need for you to have help and then go and seek that help? Or do you struggle and then what often happens is that people not only struggle, but then they see themselves as a victim. Poor me, nobody's noticed, it's not there. everybody else is more successful than me. Yeah. And you know, how often do you tune in to that inner voice, that gut feeling, which says, this is the right thing to do, this is the right person to work with? Because when you ask yourself those questions on a regular basis and you really stop the right noise, you just stop and you are quiet, you'll start to recognize your own inner wisdom
0: is speaking
1: mm. to you. And in my experience, it has rarely, if ever, given me the wrong support and help. So mm. I think helping yourself is really important in all sorts of ways because when you take radical responsibility for you, you don't have to put up with other people what other people give you. But also recognize that there is it's all about balance and the balance between being a giver and a receiver um and i'm not talking on you know i'll give you this if you give me that that's not what i'm talking about but over time that there is a
2: balance between the two that's when the magic happens absolutely absolutely and having faith that you know look at the big picture what if everybody were to start doing this more naturally it's like Um, Spike Milligan said about uh, smiling, uh, you know, it's infectious and it will spread. It's the same as giving. And whilst you're giving to somebody else and you're spotting they're in need and you're helping them, they might not be in any position whatsoever to reciprocate. That's fine. Somebody else will be able to reciprocate for you at a later date. And just imagine if that was a global situation you yeah. bear in mind that like 99.9 percent of the people are lovely and wonderful and kind and it's only that tiny minority that are mucking it up for for a lot of people yeah it's all concentrated on you know how can i help how can i help um, it's
1: interesting because i'm sure there are people who are listening to this who are going through very difficult circumstances hmm. and are saying it's all right for you but i can't get the help i need you know hmm. um, I'm on my own with with disabled children or uh, elderly parents I've got a business and I don't know how to do the technology and you know how do I find uh, a way of, of getting the help that I need and I think for me the difference is when you look at what you haven't gotten what you can't do you're focusing on the lack the vibrational energy behind that is all around uh, lack and so it feels as if it grows yes. whereas once you start to focus on what you have got and what you can do and how you can then reach out to other people then everything expands and I'll give you a couple of examples there was something on the television this morning where uh, there were two very separate people who's, um who had lost a loved one because Um, they had suddenly died and it had been a heart-related problem and that resonated with me because as though I've said in the show before I lost my brother because he suddenly dropped dead and it was a congenital heart thing which had he known about was completely treatable now these two people didn't know each other one had lost a son and the other had lost his father had both independently set up charities to Uh, provide defibrillators in public places and to train now many people in a situation where they've lost a loved one would be in despair and i don't in any way want to minimize the trauma and the challenge that they've gone through but they use that as the rocket fuel to help other people And in the helping of other people I mean one guy's provided training for 250,000 people and several hundred defibrillators
0: Um,
1: and he's now trying to create uh, to work with the government to get a law that defibrillators should be in should be by law in every public place and that there should be people who um, have an awareness and are trained although they're very easy to use I'm told I thought to myself at that time, not only is he helping so many people, and they know because they've been used how many lives they've saved. They've saved lots of lives. It was all brought to the fore because of the footballer um, who collapsed um, earlier this week. But as he said, what it has done is it has helped me channel that grief, and it has helped me feel that there was a point in that death. Mm. And it's an, a very poignant way of recognising that even in the most challenging circumstances that there is the opportunity to turn that round and to provide help and to be helped by the act of kindness.
2: Yeah, and it's in all of us, isn't it? Uh, that I think so. Yeah, that ability. And, and you find that strength in the deepest, darkest moments Um, It's like, um, even even from a a negative space, like uh, addiction, when you get to your lowest ebb, that's when you can start to go back up again. And that's when you kind of realise that, right, it's now now or never. Uh, And I think, as you say, from adversity, we can do amazing things. So therefore, why do we wait for adversity? Why don't we start doing amazing things and help people from from day one? And it can just be small, really small things. Um, my husband goes for a run every morning like a lot of people do but he says good morning to everybody that he passes yeah most people nuts I'm sure but he says he loves it because he 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 says you can see you're waking people up because they're like oh someone's spoken to me hello and it's like and there's a smile and it's like hopefully said I don't stop to chat I'm running but I just say hi how are you morning and he said it just brightens everyone's day it's a little something it's a little gift for someone to go, oh, he's, he's quite nice, isn't he? He said hello to me. And they might have been feeling totally invisible in the world that day. I always remember um, just the, uh, one thing about giving is that when um, my kids found out, and they're 29 and 31 now, but when they were little and they found out that Santa wasn't, <laughs> sorry, it's a spoiler alert, um, and the first Christmas that they had gone and bought me and my husband presents. They were so excited to give us our present that theirs got totally forgotten. So we were excited for them to open theirs, but they wouldn't touch theirs until we had opened ours and reveled and gone, oh my goodness. And, and they were said, get to open yours. It's like, no, no, the best bits just happened. We, we will be waiting for that, for you to open your presents. I'm like, oh wow. And, and that's what it, that was children. I don't know, what yes. were they? Six, six and eight or something. Um And it's just that we've got all of that in us all the time, that deep joy of like, let me help you, let me do, let me take the burden from you, let me find joy for you, let me hold your hand through the tough times, and let me hold your hand through the good times, because then you're you're sharing that as well. And as people, as humans, we are meant to be connected at that level. We're not just supposed to be in our little boxes away from everybody. We we Uh, are yeah absolutely so. I'm just conscious of time Jill and I
1: want if you are a business person an entrepreneur and you want to belong to a great group of people I can thoroughly recommend collaboration global it's not expensive but the value that you
2: get out of it is pure gold and we have people from all over the world now don't we Jill we do indeed it's amazing and everyone's got the same um, ethos around just helping and supporting and sharing and learning and trying stuff out and failing spectacularly because it means that we can then grow Uh, being in a um, creative open adventurous space uh, where people are allowed to be vulnerable but we challenge each other because ultimately we want the best for each other we want each other to grow so that we can make as much impact on the world as we possibly can and b1g1 is part of that journey for us as well so everybody that comes and becomes a member of collaboration global b1g1 will always benefit as well
1: and that in fact that's how we uh genuinely you uh, came to be a member of b1g1 um just before i go into the b1g1 um the uh, website address is at the bottom but if people are interested in joining there are other things
2: that they can do can't they so many things so many things well first of all i'd say come to a meeting we have a monthly meeting in the uk uh three to five o'clock on the last tuesday of the month so if you go to collaborationglobal.org, you can book on there or if you want to search for us on eventbrite we are there we also have a session on clubhouse every friday morning which is great fun um and tomorrow we're going to be talking about um men are better at collaboration aren't they or are they so let's let's stir that little pot and see what comes out so we have great conversations there Um, and obviously most social media instagram we're around facebook we're around linkedin come and find me Um, it will be lovely to connect with all of you uh, and just find out how you want to help people what your mission is in life um, and how you want to make a difference and finally
1: your choice for b1g1 you have chosen project number Um,
2: one Yes, um, children having clean water. I mean they're all amazing projects are so the three choices and it was difficult to choose, but um, yeah, let's help the kids, eh?
1: And water is absolutely necessary for life. Um, and I think kindness is another thing which is like water, it is the lifeblood of, of having a great life. Jill, You've helped me enormously at the very last minute. I am eternally grateful, not only for tonight, but for you being you. Thank, thank you, you so nice. much for being my guest. Um, and I look forward to seeing you at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning uh, awesome. at Clubhouse. Yeah, Thank, thank, you, thank you, very you very much. You
2: I really loved it. Thank you, Gina. Lovely.
1: Thank you. Now, as we go into the last couple of minutes of the show, I just want to talk to you about all of the places that you can find help and there's lots and lots of free stuff okay so if you go to genuinely you.com you can actually become a free member of the genuinely you um, membership group and there is just there's a plethora of stuff to help you there are podcasts articles there are free videos go on to YouTube genuinely you. Leadership for life on YouTube and I think at the moment there are something like 80 videos all of them for free All of them giving you support and help There's a Facebook group genuinely you with Gina Gardner Facebook group come and join it You can ask any questions you can engage the more you engage the more you'll get out of it You can find me on LinkedIn, but ultimately I can't join you for you you need to take a little bit of action. So, Facebook, Genuinely You, LinkedIn, find Gina Gardner Associates, or just look for Gina Gardner, you'll find me there. Go to the website, genuinely-you.com, lots and lots, and join the membership, okay? And then, how about going to YouTube and subscribing and downloading those? Remember, with the B1G1, Every person who listens to this live or recorded, um, we give free meals to people who are hungry. So not only can we help you, but you can help us spread the word, get people listening, get people to subscribe to the show, to YouTube, to become a free member of of Genuinely You. All of those are designed to help you. Yes, there are paid programs and there are things that you can do as a group or one-on-one, but it's been specifically designed that money should not be a barrier. And I would say to you, step up, become the leader of your own life. Take control, because when you do, you step into your genuine power. So thanks for joining us and join us next week in Leadership for Life. But in the meantime, Be the leader of your own life.